The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Welcome to the Saint Happy Hour podcast. Ralph Malbro and featuring bloggers Andrew Juge of SaintsNation.com, Kevin Held of The Team Drops the Ball, and Dave Cariello of Canal Street Chronicles. This podcast is nothing but serious football talk and hardcore analysis. Which four of you would survive the longest in the zombie apocalypse, and in which order would you die? Well, Ralph, no offense, you're going first. Oh, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> the zombies would smell Dave's sugar blood. And target him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even have a joke, Dave. Dave smells like nougat. Now here's your host, Ralph Malbrose. All right, welcome to Saints Happy Hour Podcast. As always, we are sponsored by MyBookie.com. I would only recommend a service to my listeners. It's been good to me. That's why I'm urging you to make your way to MyBookie. You win, they pay. They have in-game, live betting, over-unders on fantasy points scored, and the most rewarding player perks in the business. MyBookie is so slammed with new bettors and wants to give everyone the best possible service if you're willing to deposit after 7 p.m eastern they'll give you an additional 25 dollar free play on deposits over a hundred dollars join now and my bookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar use the promo code happy 25 so the deal is a hundred percent bonus match plus 25 dollars for all new players you play you win you get paid MyBookie.com. All right. Uh, holy shit, Dave. That yesterday was bonkers. I want your thoughts first because me and Andrew ran it and raved like a bunch of lunatics on the patron-only po- post-game show. Uh, what was your thought on the Saints' big 43-37 to win in Atlanta yesterday? Man, I, I had quite a bit to drink during that <laughs> game. Nice. Um, you feel all right this morning i'm fine yeah no i'm fine i don't it doesn't bother me like that affect me like that um oh well aren't you special mister i don't get hung (laughs) over i really don't it's not Um, lie you believe (laughs) no it's true um but uh you know obviously happy we won um you know still not a perfect game i mean one of these days, you know, hopefully next week, you know, we'll be able to Giving watch up the Giving up 75-yard yard bombs on defense isn't perfect? Yeah. I mean, hopefully one of these, you know, hopefully starting next week we'll be able to uh, watch a game and not have to... Am uh, I take, missing something here? Take heart medica- medication. Am I missing something? Did did the Saints win on the road at Atlanta? Oh, yes, they, they won. Yeah, so I they mean, did. They they won in overtime, and okay, I it was am a walk off play, and they ripped the guts out of every fan that was in Megatron's asshole last night. <laughs> okay, did that? Did that, that in fact happen? Yes, that happened. And how, so that's, how was that? How was that not a perfect game? That's <laughs> the, the the result. 
the good news is the result is perfect. We come away with a win in Atlanta against our rivals, uh, who can't even spell the word rival correctly, by the way. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, you know, it's, it's, it, it is really frustrating to continue to see the defense give up these big passes. I mean, it's like Peyton said today. Uh, wh- whenever there's a deep, deep pass, it's either, uh, you know, it's either a pass interference call or on the Saints, or it's uh, caught for a huge gain. You know, there's there doesn't really seem to be any in-between for the Saints. Remember and, when I mean, P.J. Williams I, being a good corner was a thing? Remember yeah, that? I mean, I, it well, was never a thing. It was never it was a, a thing, thing, man. It was never a thing. It was, it, it yeah, was where are the a, truthers a now? pipe. It was a pipe dream by truthers. It was never an actual <laughs> thing. You could Look. never substantiate P.J. Williams being good by play on the field. This was merely a hypothetical. The, it, it, and it, what's really worrisome I is fought that, all summer long over that last year, buddy. Yeah. It was I mean, real. What's, what's really worrisome is like, I mean, you know, they're not even like, you know, opposing receivers aren't just beating them a little bit. I mean – there's a lot of space between these guys. Uh, wasn't, I mean, wasn't Brian Pavic president of the PJ Williams fan club? I feel like I feel like we need to. The defense was trash, Dave. The I get it, but trash. I want to talk about the the Breeze spin play. Okay. I think it's the greatest <laughs> Drew Brees play in the that he's ever made as a Saint. I was, already, I've already told awesome. you. I, I already said this. I, I think that he was watching Taysom Hill. <laughs> doing his thing, and he got pissed off, and he said, "Wait a minute, I I'm not gonna cede being the second best r- running quarterback on this team." And so he decided to do that. Wow. <laughs> but I, seriously, I, I mean, he looked like he was, you know, he he really wanted to throw that that ball. Oh, he, he did. Kept, I mean, Even he after kept, he passed the line, <laughs> yeah, he kept pumping. He kept pumping. <laughs> Because I, I remember watching him, I'm like, I'm like, no, no, you can't throw it now. You got to run. Just keep running. Just, just run with it. Um, unfortunately, he did. And uh, I, I mean, you know, that whole spin move thing. I mean, you know, that, that's not a normal Drew Brees play. I, I, yeah, know, but be clowning the Falcons was just phenomenal. No, I know, but I just kind of chalked that up to just we got we got lucky on that. Really. But I mean, <laughs> seriously though, like. When we talk about Drew Brees' my, greatest my plays, mom, when my he re- mom asked me, "Is Drew Brees really that good? Did he mean to do that, or was just, just was that just really lucky?" And I just I just responded, "Yes." <laughs> I mean, poor Jimmy Garoppolo was running up the sideline and blew out his knee in a horrible way, yeah, possible. So Drew Brees, Drew Brees running is never a good idea in my book. But seriously though, Andrew, that play is probably going to be one of Drew Brees's I think it's going to be his most memorable play as a Saint unless he like throws a game winning touchdown in the Super Bowl with like 10 seconds left but because it was against Atlanta in their stadium any the spin move to score a touchdown to tie the game like it'll live forever where all of his touchdown throws they kind of blur, they all blur, blend together and we don't remember any of them this we're going to remember remember for fucking ever yeah yeah you know the funny thing is when I, I knew they were going to call Kamara short. Like as soon as he started, I was like, "That's going under review and getting overturned." I knew that was coming. But then, like every single Saints fan who's watched the Saints for the last seventy seconds knew what was coming. 
They knew it was the breeze sneak with the ball over the top. I mean, we've all yeah. seen it a million times. We knew it was coming. But you could ask, you could pull any Saints fan and be like, guess the Saints play here, and it would yep. have a 99 percentile accuracy. Yep. And, yep. and yet he did it, and he scored, and he, he wins. Basically, like, uh, what, what, what were the scenarios that were, would have been painted that the Saints are down 37 to 30 to the Atlanta Falcons, and the Saints are going to come back thanks to two rushing touchdowns by Drew Brees. <laughs> um, a billion. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The one... I mean, it's just, it's just peak Saints Falcons. It's peak Saints. It's peak us owning them. Dude. It's the greatest. Matt Ryan became the second quarterback to lose a, uh, to lose a game where he threw four touchdowns and no interceptions. The (laughs) other one was Eli Manning in the 52 to 49 game. Yeah. To to Drew Brees, both quarterbacks. Both times. So no, but my my but my concern going back to earlier and what I was saying, I mean, my concern with the team moving forward is, I mean, really defensively, it has to get fixed because, look, Drew Brees can definitely win you games, and he has done it time in and time out for the Saints. He has gone out there and won games. I mean, are you saying Drew Brees can't be perfect every single week? Yeah, I mean, you know, yesterday he threw almost 50 passes, and obviously he had a great game almost. Well, he he was perfect against the Bucs, and they still lost. Yeah. Uh, Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, you cannot cannot expect Drew Brees to continue to just come out every week and be able to be awesome. He's going to have a bad game every now and then we've seen that and it's fine we accept that and when those happen we can't be playing defense like this otherwise there's well, here, no chance in hell what, what, what if it doesn't happen though what if at 39 years old he goes 16 games without having a bad game he'll probably still finish second what if he doesn't throw a pick all season. he needs to be tested <laughs> here's here's the here's the thing though with the defense and i was thinking about this today and i texted andrew a little but i'm gonna spring it on both of you I'm going to submit that as bad as this defense has looked two out of three weeks, it's not as bad as 2014, 2015, and 2016 for two reasons. First, it's it's number one rushing defense, and it's number one yards per carry allowed. They only allowed three yards per carry. That includes 
struggles against Tampa, so that's good. So teams can't wait, just wait, run the ball. Wait, they're number they're number one against the run in the whole league. Yes, they're number well, one against the run and number thirty-two against the pass. How you like that? Well, that's because teams are throwing every play. But yeah. yeah, but my point is, they you can't run on the Saints. You can't jam it down their throat. So that's good. Um, they were they only allowed one third down conversion when it was third and six or more. How many, how many? How many plays were there? Of third and there six were or five. More? They had five chances on third down of and they third and one. more than six. Okay. And they only allowed one. And if you count the punt block as a turnover, which I do, they com- if they, if you add turnovers and sacks, it equals four. So I just think, yes, the secondary is a dumpster fire, and I don't know how to fix it, Andrew. But they have some underlying things that will keep them from being an absolute shit show, historically bad defense. They'll just be run-of-the-mill bad if they don't fix the secondary problems, but they aren't going to be historically bad. Yeah, I mean, the pass rush is okay. Davenport has a sack now. I mean, Cam has four sacks. Uh, I think Rankins has one. So, uh, what is that? That's six sacks in three games. I mean, that's two a game. That's not... That's not unacceptable trash level. Um, so, you know, they're getting a little pass rush. The third down thing, the main thing that I'm surprised by so far this season is the linebacker play. Um, Demario Davis and A.J. Klein are playing some pretty nice football. I mean, it, if anything, we would have guessed that pass rush might be okay, and so far it has been. Uh, we would have said secondary is going to be pretty good. Obviously, that hasn't been the case, and we would have said if there's one thing that that's going to be a trash heap, it's going to be our linebackers. I would almost submit that through three games, the linebackers, and now the first game was no bueno, but the last two games, I would say the linebacker play has been pretty darn good. Yeah. So, Dave, the secondary is obviously a problem in the Saints. They, they started P.J. Williams. He was trashed. They went back to Crawley. Uh, then, PJ, then Patrick Robinson got hurt. What do you think is a reasonable solution in the secondary? Or what do you want them to do? Like, I don't, who I do mean, you want them what, to play? What, what do you... Well, I mean, you know, you've pretty much got the, the guys you have. I mean, you know, maybe I wouldn't be surprised if they bring Arthur Mollett back. Um, oh, he's gone. Oh, they somebody else Col- picked him up already? Col- Col- Colts claimed him, yeah. Today? He's a goner, yep. Oh, wow. Well, there you go. Um, you know, it's interesting. That's a double-edged sword because I feel like there's a lot of fans complaining now saying, well, they, they cut Devontae Harris. They cut uh, the two rookies, um, Cameron Moore and Natrell Jamerson, and they've cut Mallette, uh, Arthur Mallett, and they've lost all four guys now who have not been claimed by other teams. But, you know, the reality is I don't like P.J. Williams either, but it's not like if you're starting any of those four guys I just named it's going to be any better. I mean, let's be honest about that. Like, I, I don't think Natrell Jamerson is covering Calvin Ridley and doing any better. So, you know, th- those people out there that are criticizing the Saints, like, yes, these corners may be NFL quality, but I, I think one thing that we're all remiss here is, is that Ridley was ridiculous. He was awesome in that game. And I think sometimes you play a quarterback like Matt Ryan, and I, I – I love to rail on him as much as the next Saints fan, but 
the dude was an MVP. Like, let, let's not forget that the dude is ridiculously freaking good. And he had Calvin Ridley, who showed why many experts believe he was the best receiver in this draft class. And so sometimes when you're Ken Crawley and you're out of Colorado and you're undrafted or you're P.J. <laughs> Williams and you're just a third-round pick out of Florida State, you just sometimes can't Sometimes you're going to get burned to the ground. You, sometimes you just can't hang with an NFL MVP and a first-round pick out of Alabama. It happens. You take your lumps. You show up the next week, and hopefully they'll play better. Dave, I mean, back I, I think, to th- I mean, I, I think that's it. I think you know, they, they've they've got the best guys that they could have, and you know, obviously, I think we were hoping to see um, Marshawn Lattimore to pick up right where he left off last year. He's fallen off a little bit. Um, <clears throat> now they've lost Robinson. I mean, I just it's, it's Lattimore was pretty good. In the yeah, I mean, I mean obvi- obviously, obviously, uh, Atlanta was picking on on Williams and you know they weren't going to Julio as much it certainly was the Calvin Ridley show yesterday and not the Julio Jones show which obviously I would say means that Lattimore was doing okay job now Julio Jones was possibly injured possibly a little hobbled you know but Mm -hmm. the the point is is uh you know we have the guys on the team like Andrew said when he finished up I mean they just need to play better and if we don't think that they can play any better then unfortunately, I don't really see how it's gonna how the passing defense is gonna improve. Yeah, there's, well, no, I mean, there's I no, think, no magic pill here. No, I, I mean, think the magic have to start playing better. And I, I, think I that I don't think that they're gonna be an, an incredible secondary. I don't think they're all gonna be able to just become great. But I certainly do think that they can play a lot better than they have been. Um, and I, they just they gotta figure it out. I don't I don't I don't know whether do that's they, possible. Do they miss Do they miss Kenny Vaccaro? I don't know. Kenny Vaccaro did stuff, you know, good and bad. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, they if, if Vaughn Bell would have been in, I mean, Eric Reed would have, Coleman, he's just non-existent. I mean, is that, is that, you know, I think Dave asked that question. Is that a last week is that a good thing that we're not calling his name because he's not terrible or is it a bad thing because he's invisible i don't know but they paid him a pretty good money a lot of money considering what the safety market was and they could have had a guy like tyrone matthew or other people they picked coleman first you know so i mean bell bell's getting more snaps than coleman that tells you all you need to know yeah I mean, and I hate they're like, he's good for the room. Yeah, he might be good for the room, but is he good for the room at $6.5 million? Eh. Um, back to the fun stuff, Dave. Uh, Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas are both on pace to have two, over 2,000 yards from scrimmage. Obviously, Michael Thomas is receiving. Kamara is receiving and rushing. What is the realistic totals for these guys? I mean, if you look at... Michael Thomas right now, he's on pace for 200, over 200 receptions and 2,100 yards. Um, and Kamara is on pace for like 140 catches. Uh, what's going to – where do you see it going? Oh, and by the way, anybody that got Kamara in fantasy, the whole he's going to regress, that was total bullshit by Bill Barwell. He ain't regressed, baby. He's getting better. But where's the but, – but Dave, where's the ceiling, you think, this this year for those two? I mute yourself, Dave. 
Oh, <laughs> sorry. Um, yeah, I, I, I honestly have no idea. There, there may not be a ceiling uh, for these guys. I, I mean, certainly not for Michael Thomas. I mean, he is obviously Drew's number one guy. He's got 38 catches and 40 targets with right. a drop. I mean, he's so sure-handed, uh, and as long as he's not fumbling after he catches it and it runs, um, you know, he is ju- he is definitely Drew's go-to guy. And and like we discussed last week, you know, if if defenses aren't going to stop it, then why not just keep doing it? I mean, you know, you got to keep doing it until somebody's going to take it away. Um, Kamara, there, was a, there, there was a tweet by an NFL pundit today that said that Michael Thomas is the best receiver in the NFL right now, and it's not even close. Wow. Yeah, I mean, that's very likely. I mean, I, I think some of that has to do with, with Drew and his rep. And, no and doubt. The, and the rapport that he has with Drew. No doubt. Uh, but um, but 38 Michael Thomas targets, would be good. 38, he'd be good 40, with Flacco. 40, he might not 40. be this. But he'd be good if he had Joe Flacco, okay. or he'd, he'd be, be good, good with, with anyone. Yeah. Well, maybe he'd not be, Buffalo. But. He'd be good with he'd be good with anyone. He'd be good with anyone. He'd be good in Cleveland. But but I, I think forty targets and thirty eight catches is unheard of for a receiver. I mean, to have that kind of success rate is it 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 really and truly means one thing: the guy is unstoppable. Yeah, I mean. Here's the thing, though, with uh, Kamara, Andrew. He is his rushing numbers are down. He's out, not even averaging four yards a carry, and he's got 37 attempts. Although he had a decent running game against Atlanta, how much is Ingram is going to be out one more week against the Giants? But how much do you think uh, his touches are going to go down? I don't think he's going to go down oh. that much in the passing oh, I, game. I think they'll but go where down. Is he... I think they'll go down significantly. I, I don't think he's going to catch any less balls necessarily. Although, you know, Ingram catches a lot of balls too. So yeah. I, I just think he'll be in less. You know, he, he's just going to – he's not going to play every snap. I mean, right now, other than like the Taysom Hill gimmick plays, and I mean, even on those, he, he's in as a decoy. But um, – you know, on the Taysom Hill plays and, you know, the handful of snaps that Gillisley and and uh, uh, Jonathan Williams get, which is, you know, I mean, it's 10 snaps, 15 snaps a game. I mean, he, he's basically playing the entire game. Now, you know, the way these games have played out the first few weeks is, is a big reason for it. If the Saints get behind or if they're in a seesaw game like this, I mean, they just can't afford to play those other guys. If they, if they can get up two scores in a game, you know, then I could see Gillisley getting 10 carries, you know, and, and maybe giving him a little bit. But unfortunately, the, none of these games have played out that way. So uh, I, I, I just think there's no doubt his numbers are going to come down once Ingram comes. Now, what I think we'll see is, you know, they'll, they'll force Kamara maybe to do less stuff that he's not as good at and they'll maximize what, what he's good at. You know, so in other words, you know, they'll, they'll let Ingram come in pound the defense, get them tired, and then you have your home home run threat come in and, and kind of tear the top off after the defense has had to deal with tackling Ingram for a set of downs. And um, so, you know, when we saw him get seven yards per carry last year, I think that was a lot of it. You know, you'd have Ingram come in, wear the defense down for a couple of plays, and then boom, you get your home run with Kamara. So I, I think if you can keep him fresh, you can give him more time off. Um, 
I, I think it lends itself to more big play potential from him. I will say this. I saw, I don't know who it was, but somebody for Atlanta crushed Kamara on a pass over the middle near the goal line. And that was a fir- one of the few times where I was like, oh, my God, Kamara just got crushed. Um, but Dave. The, well, the, my main worry with Kamara was on punt returns because clearly he had no interest whatsoever in calling a fair catch. No, he does not. I mean, he's just he, – that wasn't can't they get Can't they get Taysom Hill after practice with the jugs gun and just teach him how to do punts? I'm not Is sure that... he's calling a fair catch either. <laughs> but Dave, Michael Thomas, he's not catching 200 balls, right? So is is like, but is like 150 possible? Uh, yeah, absolutely. 160, 170. Ooh, that's insane, man. That's fucking. <laughs> that's crazy. I mean, this is the, the Saints. Record? What's the record? Like 140. Yeah, I mean, this is the Saints who, in 2011, it felt like they were throwing to Graham every play, and he didn't even catch a hunt. I mean, I'm pretty sure just... Marvin Harrison has the record. Look it up. Who, who has the most catches in a season? One of y'all at a computer? I'm at a computer. Look that up. NFL I want to say I'm going to say Marvin Harrison, like 138, maybe. By the way, the Buccaneers scored a touchdown. Nobody on the Steelers touched him while he was down after he caught the ball. Oh, that was uh, nice of the refs. To, to yeah, like 143. 143 Marvin Harrison, Indianapolis. 2002. Yeah, I mean, if, if, if Thomas doesn't get hurt, that record's gone. That record's gone. I mean... 150 would be less than 10 a game. <laughs> Which is... <laughs> <laughs> So basically, he could have a couple of like four catch games and still be still be on track for 160. If he, if he gets like 16 in the next game, yeah. Or yeah, 15. I still I, I still feel like there's going to be a game where a team just decides, all right, let's just take away Kamara and Thomas at all costs and see what happens, and we're going to get a Traquan Smith or Cam Meredith like eight catch 160 yard game. <laughs> it's gonna, you know, it's gonna come. Where is Twaycon Smith? I paid fifteen dollars for him in fantasy, and he is nowhere to be found. Yeah, that was idiotic. <laughs> hey, man, it felt it felt good at the time. Um, real quick, everybody, go to mybookie.com. Use that promo code Happy Twenty Five. That gets you an additional twenty five dollars uh, on top of their dollar for dollar match with your deposit. Uh, do that after 7 p.m. Eastern, and you get an extra $25 for every $100 you use. MyBookie.com. You you play, you win, they pay. Um, so looks like that touchdown was reversed, Dave. Yeah, I know, and I don't I don't see where he was touched when he was down. Yeah, I'm not sure about that one. I don't know what they saw that they could revert. I mean, they had to reverse the call. So they had to find overwhelming evidence that he was touched while he was down. The only thing I could think of is that he was touched, like, right before he – here we go. They're showing it right, right now. Right before he gets up, maybe? But I don't know. That's weird. This is this is leg? Oh, yeah. It touches the shoulder pad right there. There's the contact. Oh, put his shoulder pad. Is that a Tampa touchdown? No, no. That's legit. That's legit. Away. There was contact. Yeah, that's, that's legit. Okay. So – 
so Andrew, you, I, I want to thank you. You were texting last, late last night about you. You basically texted me like six straight texts in like a twenty second span. It was basically like a love sext. letter. To, They're called sex. It was a sex. It was like a love. Well, it wasn't. It wasn't. It was a sex to Taysom Hill. It was. It was a love letter to Taysom Hill, and it gave me a column. For for WWL, but Andrew, I want you to say you basically made the case that Taysom Hill is the most fun Saints player ever. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I think it's kind of self-explanatory. But forget the Saints. Name one guy in, in NFL history that, and and I'm I'm go back to the freaking who who is the guy that used to be a kicker? Was it George Blanda who was a kicker yeah. and a quarterback? You know, or Sonny yeah. Jurgensen maybe was a kicker and a quarterback. But like Sammy Ball go, was a kicker and yeah, a punter. Sammy Ball, yeah. So I mean, go back to those days where players were going both ways, you know, where Paul Horning was run, running balls, you know, I mean, Paul Horning kicked too. Yeah, Paul Horning yeah. kicked. I mean, I mean, even if you go back to those guys, can you think of a guy that returned kicks, had 50-yard runs, is a backup quarterback that is capable of throwing a touchdown? at any instant, is the first guy down on kickoffs making tackles or punts and, like, is being talked about by the head coach as being utilized for his blocking so that he, it, the, the special teams coach says the worst part about him returning kicks is that he can't block for himself. I mean, it, he's just <laughs> begging to be put at tight end. What can this guy not do? He's literally about to play every position on special teams, every position on offense. And, I mean, we haven't played him at corner yet, but, I mean, at some point, we may Hell yeah, that. that's, that's the answer. That's the solution. That's how we're going to get better in pass defense is play Taysom Hill. <laughs> I mean, at what point do we try it? Seriously. I mean- We've got if, nothing to lose, people. If Odell, if Odell Beckham goes for 12 and 210... But here's the here's the thing, Andrew. Could the Saints put him in the slot? And I know he can't run routes, but he's so fucking fast. Can't they just be Taysom? Just run down the seam, and we'll hit you. Like, yeah. I mean, I mentioned this to you a couple times. I and I just think the main thing now is that I mean, can you imagine? Forget what he does on the field or what he's already done. It's it's the nightmare for defensive coordinators dude, trying to Dan, game plan. Real quick, Dan Quinn looked like a dude running through Louis Armstrong International Airport, panicked and trying to catch his flight when he, he was trying to he looked like that trying to call a timeout when the yeah. Saints had this the one of the Taysom Hill plays and he couldn't get the timeout and the Saints ran it anyway. Like teams don't know what to do because because Dave, most teams that run the Wildcat, that goofy thing that the Saints sort of run with Taysom Hill. Most teams run that out of fucking desperation because their regular quarterback is trash. The Saints are just doing it for shit and giggles. So I, I, I just think when you look at what he brings, like I just think there are some defensive coordinators out there. I mean, I'll start with the Giants and Spagnola are our favorite defensive coordinator. <laughs> but, but, you know, this week, I think he's got to start thinking like, okay, We've got to start thinking of stuff they haven't even done yet. We need to prepare for the possibility that Taysom Hill might throw the ball. I know we haven't oh seen God. it on tape yet, but he can it's do happening. it. It's happening. So, like, don't let some receiver run 
run past you and and just give up on the run op, you know, just sell out against the run option because he might go over the top and beat you if you let that receiver go. If you just so release Dave, the receiver. So Dave, you we know, still sh- haven't seen them run a, a fake punt yet with him this season. No, we have either. not. And I've been waiting well, for. They it. did in the preseason. There's been a couple- yeah, but not during the regular season, and I've yeah. been waiting for them to do it in the regular season. They're going to do well, it at some point. Oh, I, I feel like I think John I, Payton hasn't even broken the surface. I feel like he's he, just teased us so far with what how he's going to unveil. It's funny because, he, I mean, n- normally I hate gimmick. I, you know, like the Wildcat, I always hated that. I thought it was stupid. You know, anytime, you know, normally football logic dictates, you know, anytime you're taking the ball away from your quarterback who's Drew Brees, you know, that's not a good idea. But it just it just really does. It just works in this situation. And, you know, f- f- more often than not, those plays usually uh, are successful. And or at the very least, like Andrew said, it catches a team off guard and they've got to, like, blow a timeout. Um, it's that play funny. he made to get that third that, like to pick up that third down. down was great. I mean, that was a tough yeah. play. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I no, normally, normally this gimmick stuff is is stupid. A lot of times, it doesn't even really work. Um, but for some reason, this you know it works. I like it. I'm, I'm, you know, we're talking about how we can get him more involved. It gives the Saints. It gives them. It gives them juice, man. Drew Brees was talking about it after the game. Like it, like the sideline gets Andrew. They get excited about it. Oh yeah, I, I think. I mean, it just. It's the players. They're tweeting after the game saying he's a created player on Madden. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it's gotten to the point. The fans feel it. The sidelines feeling it. His teammates are feeling it. It's just like the only thing I can compare it to, Ralph. You remember when the Saints were eight and zero and they went on the Cha-Ching run, where the whole like, oh Cha-Ching, seven and zero ninety one, yeah, yeah seven and zero ninety one, where like the yeah. whole city was saying Cha-Ching. Like, I, I, I feel like Taysom Hill is like cha-ching level. That's the only well, thing I can think of in my well, no, lifetime it, as a Saints fan that is like it, it, made it's everyone not there. excited. It's not there yet. I think to get to like oh, cha-ching levels oh, or to there. have a pole boy named after him or to get a snowball flavor. Dave, he's got he's to score to, to like really ramp it up, right? You know what's coming. Uh... I, really, what I, what would re, no? What would really ramp it up would be a kickoff return. Oh yeah, touchdown. I want that. I mean, it, it, granted, it would be great for against the Giants, but on Monday Night Football, that shit would be dope. I mean, just think about a Taysom Hill kickoff return as the first play. You know, like Saints receive, and they—that's how they open. Because well, the Monday night game would be dome. better because the dome would be liquored up because it's a yeah, night game. In the dome, and that's how they start. Forget it. The game would be over. <sighs> but um, so here's a here's a question that I, I asked. Mean, can, can, can you a serious question? Though, and Dave, I know you've probably been a fan since 2003 or, or so, but or 2000. But can you name a player that's been more exciting ever? I mean, you know, Reggie Bush in in a way. Yeah, yeah but, that's but, fair. But not. Yeah. But but I mean, but Reggie was only, you know, offense. I mean, you know, Reggie wasn't really well, special teams because he was returning kicks. The expectations kicks, but, I mean, were all, also way much higher for Reggie. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. Reggie Reggie wasn't out there blocking kicks. No, I mean, Taysom. I mean, Gleason, if Taysom, Steve Gleason, but like Gleason could could do couldn't 
I mean, he did half of what Taysom Hill could do. Yeah, I mean, Gleason was a specialty because gun, you know. Yeah, I mean, Taysom yeah. Gleason, Gleason wasn't running a wildcat package, man. Yeah. Um. So this is an interesting uh, question that I asked on the Saints Happy Hour podcast. Twitter feed, by the way, find us on all the social media, Saints, just search Saints Happy Hour. I updated the YouTube channel, if you would be so gracious as to just click on our YouTube uh, video, which is our podcast with a goofy picture, but if you do that, that would make me feel like my 20 minutes of work to update the YouTube channel was worthwhile, so if you could do that. But I asked the question, because the 49ers, Jimmy Garoppolo, is out for the year, I, I asked, the 49ers call up Loomis, Andrew, and they want Teddy Brid. Bridgewater. What's San Francisco have to offer for the Saints to say yes? 30% of the people said 49ers need to offer their best corner. 12% said a 29, 2019 second round pick. 28% said 2019 first round pick. And 30% the answer is no because the people, their, their inclination is if we trade Bridgewater, our fun with Taysom Hill might be over because Savage could be picked up or something. So so what would the 49ers have to offer the Saints for Bridgewater for you to ship him out? Well, first of all, Taysom Hill, like, as far as this year is concerned, he, he's not a quarterback. You know, he, he's way too valuable with what he's giving the Saints right now. And unless he gets injured or, you know, or, or something changes, like, I, I just he, – he, if they were to trade Bridgewater – they would have to either bring back Savage or get some other quarterback because T- Taysom Hill, to me, is to me. I I don't even view him as a quarterback this year. Now I still think he can potentially be a quarterback in the future for the Saints, and you know we can revisit in future seasons. But right now, considering what he brings to the team, uh, I, I I just think if you trade Bridgewater, then you got to get a new backup because because right now Taysom Hill is not. A quarterback in my eyes. So if, um, if you franchise tagged him, what would you franchise tag him as? Who? Uh, Taysom Hill? <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, I mean, that's a tough call. That's, uh, seriously. I mean, the Saints would probably make the argument he's a gunner, you know, or a kick returner. Like, that's what he's done the most of. I mean, technically his designation is quarterback, so I'm sure Taysom Hill and his agent and his lawyers would argue that he should get paid $30 million. <laughs> but uh, that would be tough, man. I mean, this that would definitely be the Jimmy Graham situation on steroids. <laughs> he would let me, let me just say, if, yeah. if, if Taysom Hill was doing what he's doing with the Saints, if he was doing that for New England – he would be on the cover of Sports Illustrated. It would be the lead on Sports Center. Like it would be, Bill Belichick would be hailed as this innovative genius. But because it's the Saints, like no one even notices. Yeah. Um, well, hold on, hold on. So I want to go back to the Teddy Bridgewater question. So I, I think if you can get more than what you invested, then you you at least have to think about it. So if someone offers a second round pick, you got to remember keep contract your player. So if you ship him out for a second round pick, you always have a shot at him this offseason. If Drew Brees, if, I mean, now maybe that sour grapes and, you know, maybe he says you gave up on me. I will sign with you. So you got to consider that. But, you know, if you get if you get a second round pick for him, nothing stops you this offseason from throwing a boatload of money at him if Brees is gone. OK, so I, if you're offered a second round pick, you basically gave up a third. You pick up a second. You basically flipped him for a gain, 
And I think you seriously consider it. If you're offered a first round pick, say somebody have a first round pick next year. So to me, that non-negotiable 100% you do it. If, if someone is crazy, if the 49ers offer a first round pick for Bridgewater, I mean, they're, what are they right I now? I will one drive two, him to two? San Francisco if he, if the Saints yeah. got offered. I mean, a what are they one and two right now? Are they one and two? Yeah. I mean, the, there's a non-zero chance with Bridgewater that they're picking in the top 10. So if they offer a first round, like goodbye, done. They're not going to do that, but it, I mean, that, that's a no brainer for me. What? Uh, where I start to say, you know, so the second round pick is where, you know, I'm on the fence and I, I tend to say yes, because he's in a contract year. Dave, and, wait, what, and, what, and, and what if the Saints? I mean, what if the Saints really think that he's, you know, what if the Saints? Yeah, what if the Saints plan on keeping him around like one more year what? next year, and then you know, and then that's it. He's he's the guy. I mean, I'm I mean, not privy. Not to, I'm not privy to, to his mindset, and I'm not privy to any contract negotiations yeah. they've had. But I just know that the way Breeze looks right now. I mean, I don't see a scenario under which he's not playing next year. I mean, maybe right. if the Saints win the Super Bowl and he retires, but... Yeah, that's the only way I could see it. And even I, then, I, man, the the records, like, all of them are, like, in sight, you know? So so is Bridgewater really going to re-up with the Saints next year and be Breeze's backup when... Again, and not play I for mean, four years yeah, in a row? I, mean, I, I would think he would jump at the opportunity to, to start even, even Here, if it's on a crap team. Here's... Here's my question is I don't think San Francisco will do it because they're kind of in like a rebuild and they didn't have high expectations. But is there a team that you think if they would lose their quarterback in the next, say, three weeks, that if they felt like they had a chance to go to the playoffs or a chance to go deep into the playoffs, win the Super Bowl, whatever, do you think there's a team out there, Dave the or Rams. Andrew? The Rams. Oh, the, yeah, but would you the trade Rams, him in the, the end? Rams, the Rams have already made it clear that they will mortgage every asset in the future <laughs> to win now. But they're in the NFC. And, like, and their backup – who's their backup quarterback? Sean Mannion? Uh, yeah, but would, but they're in the NFC. Like, wouldn't you want wouldn't you want them to be fucked? Like, yeah, no, well, totally, yeah. Like, why would you help the Rams? Like, like the Rams would be like, we'll do it, but it's going to take two number ones. Like, you know, like – Yeah. But I mean, like, say it was like – Pittsburgh or uh, Cincinnati or Jacksonville. If Dolphins, play. Miami, they're three and zero. They lose Tannehill. They're th- yeah. Tannehill. I mean, they're three. They're three and zero. I mean, I could I could see it. I mean, I, I think I think that I think that if 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 a big time I think if a, if a team with playoff aspirations got injured. I think they would make the call to the Saints and offer it too. I really do. Now, will that happen? I don't know, but if I think, the Saints, I think I think the Dolphins are actually a good call because if you think about how long they have been Tom Brady's whipping boy, right now, <laughs> right now they're two games ahead of the Patriots. They're three and zero. The Patriots are one and two, and if they're two games ahead of the Patriots, like ten weeks into the season. And they've got a chance to win the division, and Tannehill goes down. At some point, you know, I think they would mortgage something to win now because you know Steve Ross, the owner. I mean, I know, I know he's very much a what do we need to do to increase our fan base and win. So and they play the Patriots it, it, this week. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I, 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 that could be that could be a if possibility. They get, if 
If they get to be seven and zero, my wife might give a shit about them again. My wife. My wife. My wife. Uh, but uh, so three and zero. Three and zero hasn't done it yet. No, she's totally. She's all Astros all the time. Uh, she's comp- at three and zero. She's totally uninterested in the Dolphins. She's totally. She's like. She's like. What, eh, if, they what if they beat? What if they beat the Patriots and go four and zero? Does that? Well, move the, needle? the thing is, she's gonna get interested because the Saints play at three o'clock this Sunday, and the the Dolphins in New England play at noon. So we will be watching that game. I think that will reignite her love affair with the Dolphins if they play well and win. Um, so before we get to the 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 Twitter questions, I want to remind everybody: Hey, you could be a patron. You can donate a dollar and get access to all of the fun podcasts. Me and Andrew did one yesterday. It's fantastic. We have many levels. You can get a magnet. You can get shirts. You can even donate $25 every month of the football season, and you get in the drawing to be host an episode of Drunk History with me. Instead of doing just two drawings, we're going to have a third drawing. So three people in 2019 are going to get to host a Drunk History if you donate $25 for four months. You should go and do it and be a patron. We love you. Our podcast for me and Andrew are ridiculous, but we have some really cool guests that we also have as well. So do it now. We've, uh, had, we've had Zach Streif. We've had Natrell Jamerson. And uh, we have a uh, Sports Center anchor coming this week yeah with mike so. triplet yep so you know it's fun so dave this is a question from kendall as you watch monday night football should ryan fitzpatrick consider shaving his beard <laughs> uh i think after tonight ryan fitzpatrick may be the backup quarterback to the buccaneers <laughs> james so, winston I, is is uh back in play yeah, I mean, he may not be showing it on the sidelines, but I'm sure in his head right now, Jameis is like, excellent, very excellent. Tampa is still going 6-10. and 10. I don't give a shit that they started 2-0. Uh, this is a great question, Andrew. This is from Patio. Would Tommy Lee Lewis get a roughing the passer penalty if he came down with all his weight? Is he heavy enough to activate the passenger side airbag? <laughs> Uh, well, I don't know how much force w- with one ACL he can uh, muster at this point. Uh, but, yeah, I love the question. I think it's getting at the ridiculousness. I- I- I'll tell you what. I- as fun as that Saints-Falcons game was yesterday, it, it could have really been ruined by this new rule because there was a couple hits, one by Cam Jordan, one by A.J. Klein, oh. that, e- that easily could have been flagged. And I- I've seen – they weren't roughing in my eyes. I mean, I don't think anyone in their right mind would say that's roughing. But when you look at the flags that have been thrown in all these other games, uh, I've seen that flag thrown on those plays. And that's, hate, that's I, where, like, a fun stop by the Saints defense, you talked about how they got off the field, uh, quickly turns into a roughing the passer. I hate that fuck. I hate that fucking rule, Dave, because you know you know why I hate it? Not just because it's a bad Clay rule. Clay Matthews got got flagged for actually getting a sack. Well, that's what I was going to say. Like, it wasn't Dave, even a hit. He actually got a sack and got flagged. Dave, I don't enjoy the Saints sacking quarterbacks as much as I used to because now every time they get a fucking sack, I'm looking for a flag. Do you feel the same way? Or am, every time. Every time they get a hit on the quarterback, I'm looking for a flag. And every time uh, a 
opponent's receiver doesn't catch the ball, I'm looking for a pass <laughs> interference flick. <laughs> well, the, and the worst part is that we don't benefit from it as much as other teams because Breeze gets the ball out so fucking fast. Like, he's never getting hit. Yeah. We have gotten the benefit of a couple. Of, in fact, I think I think they called it on uh, uh, on Atlanta. Yeah, yesterday. they did. They did. This is from James, Dave. If you had to have one player covering Ridley for the rest of his career, would you rather have PJ Williams or Jason David? <laughs> Thoughts? Uh, well. This is the situation where Brandon Browner might be better because Brandon Browner would get the penalty, and that would that would limit the amount of yards that they could get on the pass. So I'm going to go with Brandon Browner. That's a good answer, Dave. That's a good answer. Um, let's see. What ha- Andrew? What has changed in the secondary from last year? Why the sudden drop off in coverage ability? Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, I, I think at the end of the day, um, you know, in the Tampa game, too many times they were playing press coverage, you know, man, press coverage. And Crawley was on an island one-on-one against Deshaun Jackson. I, I really think it started with that. And, and I think, uh, you know, obviously he can't run with that guy. And so, you know, he gets beat over the top several times. And then that's on tape. So then, you know, a, a defensive coordinator sees that and they're saying, okay, Crawley can be had by a speedy receiver. And so, you know, then uh, who's a Callaway of the uh, Browns, I think, beat him deep. You know, so that's on tape for this week. And so they're saying, all right, great. Well, let's run Ridley deep all game and keep testing Crawley, except Crawley wasn't there. It was P.J. Williams instead. Um, but it was the same result. So, you know, I think right now, it's pretty clear that the Saints can't defend the deep ball opposite Lattimore. That that's, I mean, if you watch the tape, that's that the jury is out. Like that's that's the deal. So, until the Saints are able to slow that down, or defend it, or have some positive plays, um, I think we should expect other teams to continue coming with it. So, whether it's P.J. Williams, Ken Crawley, or anyone else over on that side, um, they should expect the deep ball techniques got to be better. Safety helps got to be better. Uh, you know, I, I would be in favor now. This isn't really his skill set, but I would be in favor of these guys maybe playing 10 yards off the line of scrimmage, you know, allowing some of the underneath throws, maybe forcing the quarterback to dink and dunk a little bit more and, and putting the focus on your tackling ability, um, at, at least until the corner can gain a little confidence. Um, but, um, you know, that part of the reason why they've stopped the run so well is because the corners have been playing a little bit closer to the line of scrimmage. So that's, that's the, uh, you know, that's the catch 22 about it all. But ultimately I think that's what we should expect to see from opposing offenses. And until they get better at stopping it, their teams are going to keep trying to do it. So Austin asks, should defensive linemen across the NFL refuse to play in protest this week or take a knee? That's a protest I'd support. Man, if the fucking if every defensive player in the NFL took a knee for the national anthem to protest the dumb sack rule, I think America would totally disregard their you need to respect the flag and we'd all get behind it because that rule is fucking it's gonna cost like it is gonna swing games in December and people are gonna be in a fucking rage. It 
I just I hate that penalty so much. Um, this is a, this is an interesting question from Jeff, Dave. It's end of game scenario. End of the game with a lead and under a minute kicking off. Are you kicking out of the back of the end zone or kicking to the goal line? You kick to the goal line. It is you kick it in the end zone. It assures a touchback and no TD on the play. You kick it to the goal line. They return it. They get it to the 25 or 30. You burn clock. The Saints did each scenario against Cleveland and Atlanta at the end of the game. What would you do, and which one do you like better? It's like an actual real question. It is a real football question. (laughs) Complicated and everything. How much time is left on the clock? Less than a minute. Uh, I go for the touchback. I don't don't give up the return. I I, I think the – I don't think you – I, I don't think you kill that much time uh, With a on a 20 or a 25 yard return. I mean, you're talking two, three seconds. I don't think it's worth risking a potential touchdown return. Uh, I'm, 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 I would do a touchback. Yeah, I, I don't trust. I don't trust the Saints to execute. Just yeah, blast it out of the end zone. Uh, is there any chance that uh, Odell Beckham doesn't go off Sunday, Andrew? Uh, I mean, uh, you know, I think Lattimore is going to be on him a lot of the game. So, yeah, I think there's a chance. Yeah, I, yeah. I think I think he's definitely going to make some plays. I mean, I think best case scenario for us is like four catches for 71 yards, something like that. Um, he's not going to be you know, erased from the game. But, um, you know, I, I think Lattimore could frustrate him. Um, so I, I think it's possible he wouldn't have a huge game. Um, but, uh, you know, I think if the Saints focus on him and do a good job of containing him, I'm just worried it could be a Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley situation where, you know, well, Sterling, Sterling Shepard has like 200 yards. Or something. <laughs> That's a good segue to our game prediction, Dave. Uh, the Saints are three and a half point favorite. They are in New York, 305 or 305 uh, Sunday. The Giants won their first game. They beat the Texans in Houston. Eli was 25 of 29 for 296 yards. Uh, so, what's your thoughts on Saints Giants? Unmute, Dave. I'm sorry. Um, I was looking at my calendar. You said 305. Isn't it? Isn't that 325? Is it 325? I think it might be 325. You might. You, you need to have a uh, unmute uh, reference soundbite for Dave. <laughs> I do. Um, like a, like the little like the little draft chime for yeah. uh, ESPN. While while we're waiting on Dave's response, while you know until he unmutes himself, uh, maybe you should go ahead and play the. Uh, uh, hype train sound like <laughs> while we're waiting um. <clears throat> I'll wait no you can go Dave <laughs> so um, well this really goes on for a long time you just keep playing it over and over <laughs> is this this is that was one sound bite yeah <laughs> the button got stuck actually <laughs> The best, the best production quality on this podcast, people. The best. All right. Obviously, the Saints are favored to win, even though they're playing away. Um, 
I think the, really the only way that, uh, you know, the, the, they've done a good job of shutting down the run so far this season. In fact, you said earlier they're the best at that run defense. So, uh, you know, I, I think they'll probably be able to handle Saquon, Barley, well, Saquon Barkley um, and minimize him, uh, which means, you know, they've got Beckham to throw to. And hopefully uh, that's why I think the only way they're going to win this game is if Eli plays out of his mind. Um, and to do that, you know, his offensive line needs to protect him. And they're not very good at doing that. So I think, again, this is a good matchup for the Saints. I am going to say... Uh, I'm going to match up. I am going to say 35 Saints and uh, 13 Giants. Again, this is a decisive Ooh. victory. And um, I'm going to say the player of the game is going to be Lattimore. I think this is going to be his comeback game. He's going to get back to his uh, rookie season form. Roots. He's going to make him roots. Just like we were discussing earlier, he's going to do a good job of uh, shutting down Beckham and really limiting him. Uh, I think this is going to be, uh, you know, we'll, we'll enjoy this one. It'll be a nice relaxing game to watch we'll be able to peek over to the red zone channel or yeah, the falcons yeah, or other yeah, teams. yeah 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 one of those games andrew who you got yeah i think uh the opposite i think this, this is going to be the first game where breeze has, <laughs> has a couple turnovers um you, you know i think the the mistakes that they've made are going to come back to haunt them a little bit here in this game what and you know today? We'll... is today the worst day of your life yeah yeah it's going to be like that a little bit um I'm gonna I'm gonna say that Camara gets nicked up a little bit in the second quarter, and they have to go with the Gillespie, Jonathan Williams show. And uh, the Saints are gonna put up 17 points. They're gonna lose 31-17. They're gonna be two and two. We're all gonna be now. This makes no no judgment about. I still think they're gonna end the year 10-6. So they'll bounce back when they get Ingram back. But uh, for this week, I think it's gonna be ugly. I think the Giants are gonna come in. Eli's going to light him up, and uh, they're going to go into the bye week with uh, a lot of questions to answer. Uh, I am going to say it's going to be 28 to 17. Uh, I think they're catching the Giants at a good time. The Giants, they're terrible. They played really good against the Texans. I don't think the the Giants are capable of playing good back-to-back weeks, even though the Saints have yet to do that too. I just think the Saints are going to get up in this game, like ten to nothing or fourteen to three, and the Giants' offensive line it can be okay when they are close, like when they played. Even though Jacksonville pressured them, when they can stay close, their offensive line can kind of hold together. If the Saints can get a head man, they are going to feast because Flowers is terrible. They have a lot of shitty, shitty players on that offensive line. They're missing their center. Um, I just think the Saints are going to. When I think the the dud game, Andrew, it comes kind of like when you least expect it. I would think like home against Washington when Drew Brees is going to break the passing record on national TV. Like that's when the dud game comes or later in the year when they're playing a bad team. Like I just don't think the dud game is this Sunday. So I'm going to say Saints 28-17. Uh, so that'll wrap up today. Uh friendly reminder become a patron we mentioned it a little while ago do it it's fun uh so for dave uh for andrew uh until next week the bar is closed jesus christ andrew you're fucking negative
Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.